Hi everybody, Colossians chapter 4 verse 7. Tychicus will tell you all about my activities. He is a beloved brother and faithful minister and fellow servant in the Lord. I have sent him to you for this very purpose, that you may know how we are and that he may encourage your hearts. And with him, Anisimus, our faithful and beloved brother, who is one of you. They will tell you of everything that has taken place here. Aristarchus, my fellow prisoner, greets you, and Mark, the cousin of Barnabas, concerning whom you've received instructions, if he comes to you, welcome him, and Jesus, who is called Justice. These are the only men of the circumcision among my fellow workers for the kingdom of God, and they've been a great comfort to me. Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ Jesus, greets you, always struggling on your behalf and his prayers, that you may stand mature and fully assured in all the will of God. For I bear him witness that he has worked hard for you, and for those in Laodicea and in Herapolis. Luke, the beloved physician, greets you, as does Demas. Give my greetings to the brothers at Laodicea and to Nympha and the church in her house. And when this letter has been read among you, have it also read in the church of the Laodiceans, and see that you also read the letter from Laodicea, and say to Archippus, see that you fulfil the ministry that you have received in the Lord. Now, the end of Paul's letters, um, sometimes we feel as if we're just dealing with Paul's personal correspondence and it's a bit tempting just to ignore it and to move on. But that is never a good idea. It's never a good idea to ignore anything in the Bible because every word is inspired by the Holy Spirit and has been passed on to us for a good reason. And in Colossians, this little section at the end is full of evidence of Paul's relationships in his ministry, his attitude to his co-workers and his heart for the churches that he ministers to. So let's run through them. Verse 7, Tychicus. This chap seems to be a trusted messenger of Paul's. He's, um, he's going back to the Colossians with news of Paul and he does a similar job in Ephesians 6 and Titus 3. Here, Paul calls him a beloved brother and fellow servant, and he's come into the Colossians to encourage their hearts. If you remember, that was Paul's hope and prayer for the Colossians and their nearby neighbours, the Laodiceans. Back in chapter 2 and verse 2, he wanted their hearts to be encouraged. Paul isn't just sending a letter here, but he's sending a trusted friend and fellow minister in person while he himself is in prison. So this is real pastoral care here. He's also sending, with Tychicus, verse 9, Anisimus, who seems to be a native Colossian, who's also returning home to his friends and family. Verse 10 tells us about some of Paul's Jewish friends who uh, believe in Jesus too and are with him in prison. Aristarchus, Mark, the cousin of Barnabas, and Jesus, who is called Justice. Paul's believing Jewish friends, he says, verse 11, are a comfort to him. 
he's not alone in this suffering and imprisonment. He wasn't crazy to believe that Jesus is the Messiah. Here are some of his own people with him who are able to comfort him. In verse 12, we hear of Epaphras again. We met him back in chapter 1 and verse 7. Epaphras was the one who first brought the gospel to the Colossians as a a native Colossian himself. Presumably he heard it from Paul and went back to plant a church in his hometown. Verse 12 we read he's now with Paul again but he has not stopped struggling in prayer on behalf of his home church. His prayer Paul says is that you may stand fully assured in the will of God. And isn't that an encapsulation of the main theme of this letter? That the Colossians would stand firm, not be knocked off course from Jesus by incoming ideas and distractions, but really they would be fully assured in Jesus. Here is a man who is faithful and who knows what to pray, Epaphras. Verse 13 tells us he's been working hard, not just for the Colossians, but also for all the churches in the area. Greetings come to them in verse 14 from Luke, the writer of the Gospel. Paul says he is the beloved physician. Everyone loves Dr Luke, as we know. He is mentioned there along with Demas. Now Demas would later abandon Paul in 2 Timothy chapter 4. That's the last letter we have of Paul's. Paul says that Demas had abandoned him because he was in love with this present world. We know, looking at 2 Timothy, that this little list here, it's not a completely rose-tinted list, like the cast of Friends or something. This is complex. Paul then sends his own greetings to the Colossians' sister church in Laodicea, also to Nympha, a woman who seems to have hosted a church in her home, which is probably a pretty large villa. And in verse 17, he gives an encouragement to Archippus, one of the Colossians. See to it that you fulfil the ministry that you have received from the Lord. Archippus in Philemon chapter 1 is called by Paul a fellow soldier. And in ancient tradition dating to the 4th century, Archippus was the first bishop of Laodicea. So a man called to senior eldership in the church, here being encouraged to go for it by the Apostle Paul. Now there's no great theme really tying all this together, except the interwoven network of cooperation and partnership in the work of the Gospel, of clear affection and love, of mutual trust and even a commitment to suffer together. May the Lord give all of us grace to be friends and brothers and sisters and co-workers in this beautiful way.